This girl has put a hand up and said, yes, I openly am a reformed anti-vaxxer. <laughs> Strong um, anti-vaxxer who's now a part of the movement, backtothevax.com. <laughs> Lydia Green, how did you become an anti-vaxxer in the first place? So... Uh, I'm going to try to keep it short because I know we don't have a whole lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't always an anti-vaxxer. I actually had a career as a quality control chemist for a pharmaceutical company. And an interaction with a nurse after my daughter's first shot uh, sent me down the path of anti-vax rhetoric. My daughter had a reaction and I was blown off by the nurse and I turned to the internet for answers mm-hmm. and I found what I thought were the answers. and. This led me on uh, over a decade uh, stance in anti-vax. So um, I had three kids. Uh, After I stopped vaccinating my daughter, my next two children were not vaccinated. Um, COVID hit and I was researching something I thought I knew. I believed that the blood-brain barrier didn't close fully until age two or three. and so I was looking for when I could start potentially vaccinating my son in case things went downhill for the economy and infrastructure. Mm-hmm. I was concerned with all of the hoarding and things that were happening uh, shortly after COVID started. So I, like, they were uh, rationing like milk and meat at my grocery store, which I've never seen. And I just started getting a little more concerned and decided to kind of venture out of my echo chamber to mm-hmm. get some answers. I was very concerned when I realized I was so wrong about the blood-brain barrier. Turns out babies are born with a fully formed one. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize a lot of the stuff uh, sounded good on the surface, but were really just tropes. And when you scratch the surface, you're, they don't hold water. So... I met Heather sharing my story online, and we started an initiative for people that are starting to question their anti-vax ways and want a soft place to land and talk about it because it almost has a cult-like hold on you, and it's very, um, very hard to leave, and there's a lot of anxiety associated with starting to vaccinate your children again. So we just wanted to be there for other people that, like us, held such strong beliefs and and now have to essentially lose a community and to change our minds. So, can I ask um yeah. when you look back when you look back on those 12 years do you feel not stupid I guess or you feel embarrassed or ashamed of how, what sort of emotions does it stir up when you realize that for 12 years you were essentially wrong? Um well I there's a lot of psychological discomfort. Mm. Uh, when I first changed my mind, I couldn't sleep for a month. It was so hard because my brain knew that I was wrong, but my heart was still filled with fear. And it wasn't until seeing my kids get vaccinated that I was able to realize I was, I had nothing to worry about. Mm. But that month leading to that appointment was very difficult. And there are some thoughts I look back on, like I was very big on forums and I can read some of the things I said and they're embarrassing But I try to lean into the discomfort because I find that's where the biggest growth comes, even though it's uncomfortable. Lovely. And I'm trying to use my story, you know, to help other people do the same. So why did you think 
like, did you at any point during your time as a vaxxer, anti-vaxxer, sorry, think that it was a government control thing? You know, everyone's talking about the 5G towers and stuff at the moment. Did you go yeah, down any of I that path? So into the, I wasn't so into the 5G. I did believe uh, the Wakefield stuff. I thought there was a big cover-up regarding that. I watched that one film back. What's that? I haven't I was, seen like, that. Appalled at what I, uh, it basically has a bunch of like misinformation in it that leaves you feeling that uh, vaccines cause autism and they're covering it up. And so I was very worried that if I did vaccinate my kids, they would become autistic. Mm-hmm. Um Anti-vaxxers also have a very ableist view of autism. It's seen as like a plague or something to be cured. And uh, because of the blinders I had on, I didn't even see my own child was autistic. So my middle child has been diagnosed with autism. Um, he was he is such a beautiful and perfect child. When people rec- like suggested he could be autistic, I was offended because like. Nobody can. Nobody knows my son like I do, mm. kind of thing. And it, when I started to come around on changing my mind uh, on vaccination, I started to explore the suggestion that my son was autistic, and he actually is autistic, and he's still the perfect child that I thought I had. He just has autism. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lydia, do you? F- know now that you can get any information that you are looking for on the internet? Like, did you surround yourself with only anti-vaxxers? Did you become friends with them? Did they reassure you? Exactly. So you, you put yourself in these groups where not only are you, um, given confirmation bias, if you question the narrative, there's a lot of negativity. Um, they, so it's in that way, it is also called like you have to believe what they believe. Otherwise you're kind of excommunicated. Um, and then also your algorithms. So when you're on Google or mm. Facebook or anywhere, the algorithm is going to bring you things it thinks you want to see. So you get a lot of reinforcement that way as well, because unless you actually venture outside of your echo chamber, you're not going to get any different information. I've always wondered with people that are anti-vaxxers and they've made the decision for them and their children that there needs seems to be a partner, and whether it is male or female, that maybe didn't agree with it, but have gone along. Do you mind if I ask if the children's um, father agreed with you? So he thought there was two sides and like his views were that vaccines were probably okay, but that my views, just because I do have like autoimmune disease and other health issues and me wanting to be extra careful, like he understood where I was coming from and didn't really push the issue. It wasn't like a hill to die on for him. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So he, yeah, he was happy. He, he knew I was trying to do what's best for our kids, even though I don't know if he knew I was misguided at the time. He definitely knows now. And he just didn't, because of herd immunity, he wasn't, Super concerned with my choices. Yeah. Plus, in America, they believe in happy wife, happy life as well, too, right, Lydia? <laughs> he, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The first person that's a question is Kelly in Hamilton. Kelly, you're on with Lydia. Hi, Lydia. Do you mind if I ask? Hello. Did you lose? Hello. <laughs> did you lose any friends because of your anti-vax stance? And have you apologised since? 
So I actually have a podcast. My mother-in-law, my husband's mother, was a uh, vaccine nurse for over a decade. (laughs) And after my daughter was born, we had a bit of a spat. And then it was never brought up again. Um, It was kind of a situation. It was one of those things where it was like an elephant in the room. And um, I actually confront her after I changed my mind in one of my podcasts and apologize for any um, fear or bad feelings between us. And, and yeah, I did. I do feel bad for uh, how I treated my mother-in-law when I decided to stop vaccinating. Well, that, that must have been hard to apologize to a mother-in-law, especially because mm-hmm. she would have been ready to say, I told you so. <laughs> I know. You know what? She didn't, though. She was very kind about it. Oh, great. Jade in Thornside, what's your question for Lydia, who is a reformed anti-vaxxer? Good morning, Lydia. Do you mind if I ask you, what is different now or with this vaccine that makes you think it's safer than the other vaccines that you decided weren't safe? So I'm sorry, what is the question? Are you asking if I, what is the difference between like the COVID vaccine and the other vaccines or just how I feel about vaccines in general compared to then? Well, what about the COVID vaccine has made you decide that this one is safe compared to the other vaccines before that you deemed weren't safe for your children? Um, just the, the data. The data shows that it is safe. Um, we can look to people trying to guide us with misinformation um, and know they're misinformed. Like when somebody uses theirs or yellow card as evidence the vaccine is bad, um, theirs and yellow card are unfiltered data. There's no verification. There's no causation attached to any of the information you get on those. Um, and just our governments are so transparent. They're watching like um, Health Canada has, all of the side effects reported to them on a site after um, determining causation. And you can see from how many doses given versus the rare side effects that it is as safe as any other vaccine out there. And Lydia, correct me if I'm wrong, but you not just gave you, you got the COVID one, you actually went back and got your children vaccinated from all the ones that they missed over the 12 years. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And I, I plan to start slow at first, but I quickly realized that the poke is the worst part about the vaccine and <laughs> kids remember. <laughs> so yes. I actually finished as fast as I could in as few visits as possible. My 12 year old who's now 13 at her last catch up appointment got four shots. Oh wow. And I had to uh, drive her. <laughs> so, yeah. Jade, are you, uh, it all went are, well. you, are you scared Jade of getting the COVID vaccine? Oh, hell no. I'm not scared of getting a vaccine. I'm scared of, the side effects and 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 like as I said, it's interesting that um, Lydia just mentioned that all the side effects, people who are having side effects, are getting reported. No, they aren't. A friend of mine, oh my God, she was letting us know just how bad after her jab she got. She got extra Zeneca and had such bad side effects. And she went, you know, she said to a GP, these are the side effects I've had. Oh, no, they're common. Don't worry about it. And I was like, honey, get yourself to the hospital. Just, it was that bad. Yeah. Do you normally so get no. vaccines previously, Jade, or is it just this one that you're concerned about? No, we, we have, my daughter has had her vaccinations in the past. Yeah. And it wasn't until 
she was 14 and with the HPV vaccine and that kind of stuff. It was a friend who, who said to me, look, you know, do some research into that. It's, you know, just look it up. And when I started to look it up, that's what made me become aware, hold on a sec, mm. something's not right here. And so I'm not yeah. exactly anti-vaxxer. I'm, uh, you know, I research every single so one. I'd like to remind people that life still happens when we get vaccinated. So correlation and causation are two different things. And vaccines don't stop um, all-cause mortality, nor do they stop chronic illness from happening. And so it's easy to think, you know, a week later I have a heart attack. That heart attack must be from the vaccine. That's why we collect data, because there's background mm -hmm. rates for every single illness, um, you know, death, whatever, there's, there's background rates. And we look for signals that go above those rates. And then we can start associating. Sorry, what was that, Jade? <clears throat> life doesn't continue for those who die or who end up in a vegetated state or in a wheelchair or, yeah, um, they've just, you know, in the last few years, they've realised that cases of SIDS are more linked to their vaccine rather than sudden infant death syndrome, that they, you know, that they just died for no reason. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> that's unequivocal. They're, they stopped vaccinating uh, kids with DTAP in the 80s in Sweden, and SIDS rates did not go down with that. Like, there are many, I, I've heard all of these points in the anti-vax movement, when you scratch the surface, they're not true. I really recommend a, a website called vaxipedia.org. A pediatrician goes through each trope with a fine-tooth comb, and you will see that that's not true. Okay. Well, thank you for Vaccines calling through, uh, Jay. We're going to move on to Jess now in Mango Hill. Um, you're on air with Lydia Green. She is a reformed anti-vaxxer. What is your question, Jess? Uh, hi, Lydia. Do you mind if I ask how you view anti-vaxxers now? As I personally, I just feel really angry towards them because I honestly view it almost as a kind of child abuse if people refuse to vax their children and really yeah. extremely irresponsible, especially if people are pushing mm -hmm. their views on others. And I wonder if you like yeah. hold that level of like anger and rage now that you're a reformed anti-vaxxer. I'm really angry with the disinformation dozen. And that is, so they can link back all disinformation, like about 68% of the disinformation you see at any given time can be linked back to these 12 accounts. Um, they use their, they abuse their positions as doctors, as specialists to spread anti-vax rhetoric. They often sell books and products and seminars as well. Um, mm -hmm. So it, it is, very much linked to money. I'm very angry with them. Mm. Um, yeah. I try not to be angry with parents because they, I remember feeling I was doing the best thing for my child. These parents are scared. If I look back at my forum posts, it's just fear, 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 fear all the time mm. about any kind of mainstream um, medicine even because they make you afraid. So you have to buy these supplements and products and stuff. It, it becomes this magic wand to keep your kids safe. And when all parents want their kids to be safe and it's easy for people that want your money to hack that fear. And so my, I try to save my anger for the people that abuse their education and their titles to spread this disinformation. Mm. Have, have you got bullied by mm. 
um, anti-vaxxers now because you've changed your stance and openly? Pardon? Have Am you, I bullied? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, like, yeah. like have anti-bullies yeah, really gone for you? Because you hear the most horrific stories that a child dies and, you know, an anti-vaxxer will go and say it's a result of getting the vaccines, which has got no correlation whatsoever. So I could imagine that no. some of them are quite ruthless. So have them attacked you for your your change in stance? Oh, yeah. Um, so a lot of them will call me trans. Um, they, they'll say that I'm a man. Like a lot of the conspiracy theorists out there, they want to disparage the fact that I'm a mother with mm. three children. So they'll say that. I've had some other backstories made up about me. And I've had some pretty like vitriolic comments made. Like, I, uh, you know, I hope you get what you deserve, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, I've had somebody say they called social services on me because my toddler was wearing a mask at an ER. Correct. <laughs> like, when else are you going to put a mask on, especially now, like, you're going to want to protect your child in an ER, mm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I've had some uh, blowback for sure. Uh, imagine when you, you hear someone, out. imagine when you hear someone like Jade talking to you, you can hear someone that's on the precipice of what, of becoming what you became. Oh, sure. Um, I would even say she's already there. Um, she wants to talk about HPV. Uh, the thing she's saying, uh, that's highly in anti-vax circles. The, the HPV vaccine is safe and effective and it's no different than any other vaccine. I'm not here to say that vaccines are a hundred percent, you know, you'll never have anything happen, but it's a low risk intervention to prevent serious consequences. Mm. I'm sure a seatbelt has hurt somebody at some point in time, but 99.9% of the time, the seatbelt's going to prevent serious injury. And I see this, I see a vaccine the same way. Well, Lydia, thank you for your time this morning and thank you for taking all those calls. Um, for anyone who wants to get information yeah, no problem. Uh, on, on your movement, it's uh, backtothevax.com, uh, our reformed anti-vaxxer. Lovely to speak to you this morning. Thank you for your time. Yeah, and, and we, we interview experts. So I like to say, like a lot of people think they're experts today, I am not an expert. Mm. But I try to interview experts to expose some of the tropes that anti-vaxxers believe and I, I hope people are willing to listen. Brilliant. Right. Thank, Thank you, you so much.